What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to catch the trio talking about our favorite Will Ferrell movies. However, before we get started, we are actually going to talk about things that we are excited for, so some kind of nerd news stuff that's out there. And we'll cap off with things that we recommend for you to watch. All right, y'all know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. Oh, no, I'm not taking a position. I think the only position on its pronunciation is to simply not ever say it out loud. Perfect. And then to okay. talk shit about anyone who says it either way. Or if there's a third way to say it, like Geif, <laughs> make fun of that too. I think I'm just going to start calling them Geifs now. Be like, yeah, yeah, that Geif is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send a, a Geif meme. <laughs> a Geif meme. So, <laughs> hey, can I get your Wi-Fi password? Because I need to send a Geif. <laughs> guys let's jump into it i can see brian's face he's eager eager to jump into it no man i just had a long weekend eager beaver yeah oh yeah, yeah that I mean, guy I mean, ran a, so a 10k this weekend by the way who did this guy right here you did yeah that's too far yeah. that's what okay. i said trust this me is... at the end at the end of it i was like i have to do this twice in a row when i'm doing my half marathon next month so I was like, I'm like, I'm not ready for this shit. This is America. We don't measure things in K's. Doesn't I happen. Have, you couldn't pay me to do a marathon. I I measured the pain I felt in K's this weekend. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm not kidding. Like I got to the race and I was like, wait a second. I signed up for a half marathon, which is two of these. This is some bullshit. I can barely do one of these. Anyway, so next month I'll be dead. Well, you got four weeks to train for it. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. It's like it doesn't... It doesn't end. Pass. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Okay, what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, one of Angie's favorite topics. Oh, shit. Okay. We'll just talk about our favorite best Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Angie evidently is not a Will Ferrell fan. I was like, what? There's just so many. But there actually is two things... Just kind of in addition, and these aren't like full-blown things. These are just things that are coming out that I saw here recently, and it hits kind of personal um, to me. Sandman, yeah. I saw the trailer. I didn't. I haven't watched the trailer yet. It's it's like a teaser. I hear. Uh, I hear it looks it looks pretty dope though. Yeah, I'm just super excited and super apprehensive. It's kind of like you know, Sandman. I hold just as close as I like, I hold like the dark tower. And so Mm -hmm. I like still to this day have not watched dark tower. Like won't, I won't do it because I heard that it just does no justice. It's bad. And so I don't know. And you may know this, but who is like show running the Netflix version? Like, I don't know if Gaiman has anything to do with it. Uh, I think he does. If I remember correctly, I remember he, him posting stuff about it. But because that's where I saw the trailer was on his like one of yeah. his things. He posted the trailer about it, so he seems at least somewhat excited about it. He's an yeah. executive producer. There you go. Okay, so he's, so he's attached to it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. He's probably just like advising, like, oh yeah. Well, nice. because you know, like the fiasco that American Gods became. You know that that American Gods is a great 
Neil Gaiman's story and slash universe, right. That he created, which is, you know, American gods. And then Anansi boys is a part of that too, Mm -hmm. but that stars kind of took it away from him. You know, the star, it was on the stars network and, and it, it just went, it just did not do the story or the universe really as much just like, it wasn't bad, but it was, they took it a lot of different places that they didn't really need to. And so it focused okay. on the wrong things. That's what I think. I'm just reading Wikipedia. Gaiman said that he would be more involved than he was in the adaptation of American gods, but less than he was in the adaptation of good omens. So, okay. That's good. I omens. loved good omens. Good mm-hmm. omens. So good. It was like to the T. It was perfect. I think they, I think they changed like one little thing and I don't even remember what it was. It was, and I think it was something for clarity and just to kind of shorten it down a little bit because it wasn't even that long, but it was just right. It was just right. And there's a second season uh, of, of of good omens that is, I think currently under production, or at least we know it's coming. It's been greenlit anyway. They didn't Um, give clarity about what happened to the third boy. That was something that the show left off. No, Mm -hmm. it, it was in at the end. They, they, yeah, they mentioned what happened. Oh, I thought that, that's not the future. That's basically like, oh, there's more prophecy stuff. Yeah, yeah, with. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, it's the second book that they find. I'm pretty the sure they're like flat out like that boy was dead. Like they killed. No, him. no, no, no. They said something. It was like the tropical fish line. Like, no, it was. It was something about it. Wouldn't it be nice to imagine that he was adopted by another family? And then there's like a. Uh, another note at the very end or like right in the middle of the book and it says this child happens to be the the third child that was in the book i don't think that got brought out in the in the book or the show i'm pretty sure it did i'm pretty (sighs) sure i'm not 100 but i'm pretty sure that it did because i remember them mentioning that but they waited until the very 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 end and it was kind of funny but it still didn't go out and expressly say that that was what it was but anyway sandman very exciting. Very cool. Tywin Lannister, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's the he's the one that calls Dream in when they're they're trying to call death, but he calls Dream. And then they know they fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. We fucked up. But yeah, good omen. That's so that was another thing. What was the other? You excited about anything, Brian? Um, Matrix Resurrections for sure. Good. I saw the trailer for that and I was like, all right, all right. I have a, a couple of friends that want to talk spec on that so they're like let's go let's come on the podcast i was like all right so i'll set up a a time with uh with these clowns and yeah that'll be cool yeah my initial impression is that the machines have somehow brought neo back to life they are trying to get him to do something using what appears to be like a recreation of trinity in the the matrix like she's not real she's just like like a copy from all of her previous, the information they've gotten from her. I don't know why they've got young man Morpheus and that's, that's kind of crazy. Um, like, is there going to be old man Morpheus like in the real world and he's just projecting himself as young and hot or what? That's how he views himself. Yeah. But he, he viewed himself as Lawrence Fishburne in the who original, is, who is one of the coolest people to ever exist in yeah. any universe. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're not doing yourself any justice. I, you know, I, we won't get into it because we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go tangent. We're already tangenting without the. Uh, what I will say though is that um, kind of 
harebrained theories aside, the social media marketing for this movie has been some of the coolest that I've ever seen. And I think Irvin, you've posted some stuff like, or reposted some stuff that they've come mm-hmm. out with, you know, click, click red bill, blue pill, whatever. And, you know, I show click you. both. It's pretty mm-hmm. much the same. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it just, just neat kind of bringing that in there. And like, they've really kind of gone to town on the, on the marketing, on like the kind of social media marketing versus just doing the traditional trailer format, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was pretty cool and very fitting for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, granted they've had a lot more time to come up with marketing for it because it's been delayed for forever forever ever. yeah so they've had a very good opportunity to come up with some new stuff yeah yeah uh matrix resurrections dune what else looks good it's coming out um dune should be dope no time to die yeah that's i think we talked about that i'm super excited for that i mm-hmm. i have caught up and watched all of the Daniel Craig, um, James Bond films, but now it's taking so much longer that I have to fucking rewatch them again uh, before they come out, before the new one comes out. Um, oh, I, I remember what it was, but um, it's okay. So James Bond just recently came out and said that, uh, or I said James Bond, Daniel Craig said that James Bond should never be played by a woman. But his immediate response to that, which I thought was really cool, is that, yeah, it shouldn't be played by a woman. There should be better characters for women to play. Yeah. And, I, and I'm in agreement with that. Like, I'm in 100% agreement. You know, there's Ian Fleming wrote James Bond. James Bond is a is a icon of a bygone era. Mm-hmm. Womanizing kind of a piece of shit person but one of the coolest characters of all time. And he has to be British and he has to be a he. And beyond that, I'm pretty, it's pretty flexible. You know, like I remember, um, you know, when Daniel Craig was cast, him being blonde hair, blue eyes, that was a big thing. Yeah, just up in arms about it. And and he's okay. He's not Sean Connery by any means, but nobody is. Um, I think think what Daniel Craig did so well was that he – he didn't have the look of Bond that you and I came to expect, but he had this – like ferocity and swagger just yeah like he he was so like if i ran into him in an alley like i would have been afraid not necessarily daniel craig the actor but that portrayal of him that that i thought was what made him a compelling bond yeah it's that yeah it's that um danger under the surface kind of thing Mm -hmm. um it was less suave and sophisticated and a little bit more rough around the edges. But mm-hmm. again, it's kind of started over like, you know, Daniel Craig was started over. They, they, they didn't, um, you know, continue on like they had in the past where, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of jump into like, just for Pierce Brosnan, for example, like you jump into either halfway or three quarters of the way through his career as a double O. And so mm-hmm. he's already developed all of the connections and the um, poise that comes with being a double O agent. And let's face it, the storylines were awful too. So he, there's no other way to play it. Yeah, I loved, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you got the same sense, but reading the books, I loved the fact that James Bond was bored. Most of the time, he's just like sitting around, like waiting yes. for an adventure to happen. He's just like, yes. All right. Well, I need to wait for some nukes to occur. 
Right. Well, very Sherlock Holmes. Like that's a, that's a Conan Doyle kind of trope. Like with uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes is just killing time until a new case comes along. And, mm-hmm. you know, like a double O agent in, in Ian Fleming's like universe is you're on hold. You're not doing anything cool until like you have a case. And so yeah, until we need to like activate you. Right. And so like, he just spends his time going to the gentleman's club and driving his car around London and like, going into the office and doing paperwork off a, you know, like get out of here with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what is he doing? I guess he was probably doing like analytics work where, you know, he'd like read shit and be like, Oh yeah. Russians probably fucking around again. Yeah. Let's go get him. Uh, Okay. So I do remember the last thing, the, the second thing, and it is the Brendan Fraser Renaissance. Yeah. Fraser sans. The Fraser Sons. Super excited for this. And I so I watched the video that I'm sure everybody's seen by now where he was meeting with a fan, you know, was just talking to him. And he said, yeah, I get to do a movie with, I think, Scorsese. And then, like, I'm doing this thing. And, and she says something to the effect of, well, just know that, like, the internet is rooting for you. And, like, he gets, like, teared up and, like, kind of choked up. And he's, like, all shucks, you know. And he's, like, get, he's doing this weird country accent or whatever but you could tell it really like kind of hit him hard and it was like so cool to see him like really moved by someone saying that and like yeah i was like hell yeah i'm rooting for brendan fraser he's awesome yeah because he was out of the game for for a bit there for a while and so yeah brendan fraser like bring it back man let's go he hit mm-hmm. that dad bod real hard too and he was like just hey Fuck that, it. That mummy, that mummy and that mummy returns money. Yeah. And the third one. Let's not talk about that one. Okay. We'll leave that one out. But you know he got paid for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> did. But yeah, I mean, you think Encino Man and then Oh, uh, dude, he's he's done a he's done so much in pop culture. He's actually one of my favorite movies, is uh, and we've talked about this before, is Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie so many times. To me, it's just it's a comfort movie. And I, I just really enjoy the uh, the concept behind it. See, The Mummy is a comfort movie for me. Yeah, that's a like, great one. Just if it's on, I'll watch it kind of thing. What was oh, it? Oh, uh, the Brendan Fraser episode. Hell yeah. Just talk about all the Brendan Fraser movies. Oh, we'll rank them or something. And we can't do lists. No Most more stuff. lists. We got we to we get away from lists. Get away from I lists. agree. The fans gets mad when we do lists. lists. Yeah. So uh, should I get mad when we do lists? No one cares what I think, though. God damn. No. Kelly Rowland. <laughs> yeah, so I have a segue. So if there's a movie that's on, I will sit down and watch it. It's going to be Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby by the esteemed Will Ferrell. If you haven't guessed, this episode's about Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. This is going to get oh Ding, ding, I, ding. Yeah, no, I just... I, hold on. Hold on. It's over there. I don't. <laughs> and yeah, Irvin's in bed. He's not going. He's not going. Yeah, I'm literally laying in bed right now. We can tell because of our eyes. Yeah, correct. But the people listening can now know that right? too. They know it too. Everyone. They can that. hear the sound of you being in bed. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Tell day good nights. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? There's so many good one-liners from that movie. For a traditional 
silly, campy, mid-2000s funny movie. 2006? Oh, six? Yeah, is probably the funniest that Will Ferrell did around that around that era. And there are funnier ones that probably have better lines, but for being like a cleaner style comedy, you can't be you can't be Ricky Bobby. But it's funny, people will still quote and say, you know, Ricky Bobby, like if you say Ricky Bobby, everybody knows what that is. Even these new woke younger generation, they'll they'll still understand what it is. I even saw a TikTok trend or an Instagram reel thing. I don't know. I feel like it's the same thing. Basically, it's the same concept, right? It was a younger guy with an older woman in the car, and they voiced over the uh, the cougar part where it's like, yeah, man, I know that's a cougar in the car. Put that cougar in the car. You can't fear the cougar or something like that. And so a direct quote from the movie, and they right. were doing that as like a trend, and like I've seen a few of those. And so, okay. What is your favorite part of that movie, Brian? I think it's the scene in the restaurant where Jenna Fisher climbs on the table and he just looks at her like, is this really happening? Is this, is this about to happen? I don't know why, but that always brought me delight. That and the scene where his first wife flashes him from the stands and his first response to that is, God, I hope you're 18. That that please, should tell you everything. Please, please be 18. Please be 18. Yeah, that should be everything you need to know about that character and that movie. Those two scenes. Mostly just the, the second one. It was Jenna Fisher, right? It, it was Pam from The Office. Yes. I remember this. I yes. haven't seen this movie since it came out. No. Truthfully. No. no. I think it's or was Amy it, Adams, isn't it? Is it Amy I'm almost positive it's Amy Adams. Oh, I think Jenna Fisher's in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Wait, Amy Adams was in this movie? My God. Yeah, it was Amy Adams. You're right. It is. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking Amy Adams was in Wedding Crashers, but that was actually Isla Fisher, who, as far as as I'm concerned, they're identical. They are. Motto. It's a a conspiracy. One redhead, another redhead. I think it's the... It's the same way that there's no such thing as Olsen twins. They just wanted to make twice as much money. And so Mary-Kate is Ashley Olsen. Like the full name is Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. Yeah. It's just one actress. All, all I know no, is Mary, that, uh, Mary that their Kate, younger sister. Yeah, is... Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen, Von Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. no. Elizabeth Olsen looks way different than the two of them. Oh, or the gosh. one of them, I guess. The, the, the one of them that underwent plastic surgery. And so yeah. that's why you don't see Mary Kate and Ashley anymore. It's all Elizabeth now. They changed again. Well, you've noticed that you never saw Mary Kate or Ashley in the same scene during the full house episodes, right? Isn't that a little suspicious? <laughs> obvious, obvious right there. Illuminati. Illuminati. You <laughs> you anyway, this is a Ricky Bobby episode. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Adams climbing on the table. Nice. Okay. Trey? There's a lot of good ones. I mean, anything with Walker and Texas Ranger, like just those two boys, just the shit that they say, like who? Anarchy! Anarchy! I don't know what that means, but I like it. Yeah. Just whoever wrote the lines for those kids and then whoever those kids' parents are that let them say those lines, like hats off. Like that, it was excellent. 
it was pure excellent and they didn't understand what they were saying not good parenting but you but know, hats great off for the movie. Like, great for great the movie. movie um you know that that's a parent with a sense of humor and it's funny uh and you know they got paid for that so it's cool uh yeah. they're just yeah those 10 lines that each of those kids have throughout that movie paid for their college like that so done the, the state college like they weren't going yeah. to like out of state or private but no i think it's probably all of the stuff with the fire like i'm on fire mm-hmm. and then but then it's like the throwback to don't let the invisible fire get my friend that's probably the funniest line to me in the movies <laughs> don't let the invisible fire get my friend and not even uttered by Will Ferrell. That is uh, a John C. Riley. It's hard to, to. It's hard to. It's kind of hard to split those two up in that 2000s era. Dale and Ricky. What's the last time y'all have seen that movie? It's been a minute, and I and I will say that it's been uh, the last time that I, probably the last handful of times that I saw it. Um, it was like on network TV, so like it's mm. severely edited. Yeah. And I'm not going to, you know, if it's on like network and again, I don't even have network TV anymore. So that tells you how long that's been, but it's one of those movies that if it's on, I'll watch it. I won't turn it off, but I won't go out of my way to go find like my, you know, DVD or wherever streaming service it's on or whatever to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just watch it as it is as background noise. And so it's severely edited. So no curse words and, commercials and so you're not really paying attention to it yeah you have to you have to imagine the profanities that you're missing out on right which i think is why like i was saying earlier with will ferrell's movies like there are cleaner movies like ricky bobby is a lot cleaner than stepbrothers like Mm stepbrothers does not lend itself to ever being on network television and it may be but I, I can't imagine it being good at all. Like it would just be so heavily edited that it would just lose everything. But Ricky Bobby, the core of it survives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's just some of those lines that are taken out or some of those scenes that are edited out, whatever the case may be. Is this, is this a Talladega Nights episode or are we talking about all of his, his oeuvre? Yeah, we're talking everything, but okay. this, yeah, is, this, is, where, this is where I started. bringing there. Yeah, everybody's bringing their. This isn't my. Uh, yeah, this isn't my favorite though. This isn't my favorite. This is just. This is like a, a cornerstone. Okay, first one that comes to mind. Right. Okay. And I'll tell okay. you. Uh, I'll tell you my. I'll tell you my favorite. Okay. Well, let, there. Right, let, actually, you need to let, do your. You need to do your favorite scene first, Irvin. Oh, Talibay favorite Nights. scene. Okay. Okay. Um, what stands out to me? I think my favorite scene is at the very end when they're talking about. Um, like he wins the race or whatever. Spoiler alert for a 2006 movie, motherfuckers. But he he wins the race. You know he's he's in his glory, and his best friend Dale's like, "Hey man, you know we did the slingshot." He's like, "We're shaking bacon." He's like, "No." He's like, "We're not shaking bake." He's like, "From now on, it's Magic Man and El Diablo." He's like, "Oh, that's so cool." He's like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "I don't know. I think it means like." It's Spanish for like fighting chicken or something like that. And I just love it. That's probably, that's one yeah, of the ones that good, stands out to me. That's a good well, thing. What is it actually Spanish for? It's a very handsome individual. The devil. So when, when Angie's calling Pray. you El Diablo, just know it's from <laughs> love. No, it's, it's Diablo Blanco. Oh yeah. Which Diablo she Blanco. tells me means handsome, handsome, 
handsome gentleman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. She's right. Quinsorcha. Yeah, it's no bueno. All right. So Magic Man and El Diablo. Mm -hmm. Should be a t shirt. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, but but like a t shirt that you can't find anymore because it's rotted out and old. <laughs> It's fifteen year old movie guys. You wanna yeah. you wanna hear something highly offensive? Kids nowadays refer to as the nineteen nineties as the late nineteen hundreds. Fuck them kids. I mean, yeah, that's accurate. It is, but fuck them kids. How dare you call it the late it's it's accurate, but it's hurtful. Yeah. Guys, Shut up. we should not be we should not be offended by the steady and ceaseless advance of time. We've we had, our, we had our chance in the shut sun, and uh, that time's passed. Now we're riding off into the twilight, middle age, giving up our space to newer, better men and women. Are they though? They eat Tide Pods. <laughs> no, no, the ones that did eat Tide Pods are no longer in the gene pool, which is sort of God working them itself out that's just called darwinism exactly do we still do the darwin awards are those okay let's move on uh yeah, urban what's your, what's your uh let's see let's second favorite will ferrell movie how are we doing this yeah it's trey trey kind of went on his own little thing there i thought we were oh well i did i did movies, a but... i did a seg i did a little segue i did a segue a too. little segue and i knew that you guys had both seen that movie, so I figured that was going to be kind of our introduction into Will Ferrell movies. And that can't be your favorite, either no. one of your favorite Will Ferrell movies. And it's, 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 it's nobody's not. favorite. It's just a cornerstone. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's despairing. I guess I have to pick a new one now. Thanks yeah, a lot, Trevor. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So I'm going to go with uh, one that is not, he's not the center point. But everybody's seen, everybody can quote. Wedding Crashers. Total bro movie. No. Close, Damn. though. Close. He is really, really good in that, too. Mom! Mom! Meatloaf! The meatloaf. Fuck! I Fuck. never know what she's doing back there. No, no, no. I I'm going to go. girls now. <laughs> Old school, man. Yeah. So it's. It's probably one of y'all's favorite. Like, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but when I think of Will Ferrell, this is one of the first times that I think I had ever seen him. It might have been the first time that I ever saw him. What year uh, What year was Old School out? Do you know? 2003. So three okay. years prior to Talladega Nights. Yeah. But the reason I think of this so often is because, you know, when you're in a group chat and whether it's on iPhone, the inferior phone, or the Androids, which are amazing, and of course, like on social media, Instagram, whatever, there's uh, there's gifts that you can do, or Wait, gifs, what? however you want to pronounce it. Gifts. What what are you to saying? To peanut butter or not to peanut butter? G I F S gifts or I, gifs, I don't, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, pronounce it the right way. So we can get into a quick little debate about this. Go ahead, tell me why it's pronounced gif. Oh no, I'm not taking a position. I think the only position on its pronunciation is to simply not ever say it out loud. Perfect. And then to okay. talk shit about anyone who says it either way. Or if there's a third way to say it, like Geif, <laughs> make fun of that too. I think I'm just going to start calling them Geifs now. Be like, yeah, yeah, that Geif is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send a, a Geif meme. <laughs> a Geif meme. So, <laughs> hey, can I get your Wi-Fi password? Because I need to send a Geif. 
So one of my favorite, whenever people say something or do something, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. One of the gifts that I use. And Wait, you're what? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Guy, one, of those little, one, of those little, one of those one short of the, moving one of the, a moving <laughs> moving picture it's a movie tray that's what those are called you old late 1900s fuck now back to urban now back to urban <laughs> my name's brian <laughs> so whenever i submit oh, a graphic interchange format in the uh in the group message and i'm like oh that's awesome i type in awesome and it's the scene from him at the very end of old school. And he gets a date with a super slutty chick that at the beginning breaks up whatever Wilson brothers uh, marriage or relationship, or whatever. Cause she's like having threesomes and gangbangs and all that kind of stuff. And so he gets a date with her and he's like, yes, awesome. And he like punches the cereal and stuff. That's my, one of my favorite ones. And it's my go-to. So my mind automatically associates that with him. That makes sense. And it's that, a classic I mean, movie. There's, it's, I mean, yeah, old school, like even just the Will Ferrell parts in old school. Like you said, he's not, he's not the title character of that, but he definitely adds a lot to that movie to make it what it is. And I think that, like you're right, it's it's a stepping stone for all the things that he did after that. Now he had been doing like SNL and all kinds of stuff for years and years. Um, Having a conversation with, uh, with Angie and some other folks that we're in a group chat with um, one of the guys, uh, shout out Matt, Matthew. He mentioned, he's like, you know, my favorite Will Ferrell is actually like from the SNL days. He's like, I loved all the stuff he used to do then. I was like, yeah, that's, that is some of his great stuff, but I love the movies. I think the movies capture that. Like it was, SNL was his foundation and it built the platform for what he did in the movies, basically. Mm-hmm. Old school. Good pick. Yeah. Old school. So Brian, go ahead. Tell us your movie that comes to mind whenever you hear Will Ferrell. That's not your favorite because Trey did his own thing. I, no, I'm no. just going to tell you my favorite. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dick around it. I really like the other guys. <laughs> I know they're more popular Will Ferrell movies. I almost picked that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's fantastic because it like, it's like watching five different movies. Like I'm never, I'm never sure. Like if you, if you come in on a random scene, you can be like, what the fuck am I watching? It's an action movie. The, ro- the rock with the rock Samuel Jackson or literally Sam Jackson. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden that stops being part of the movie and really quickly that he shoots Jeter. I'm pretty sure. And there's another scene where Mark Wahlberg is fighting like Russian terrorists or so he thinks it's just a fantastic movie. And their dynamic is wonderful. Michael Keaton constantly quoting what was the TLC songs. It's such a granular movie that truly it, it, it's, it's hard to explain what the movie's about it. I guess it's, two shitty cops trying to unravel what they think is one mystery, but it turns out to be another. I, again, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around it, but it's fantastic. I think one of my favorite parts of that movie is the fact that Will Ferrell is the attractive guy 
and he gets like all the bad bitches or mm-hmm. sorry all the all the wonderful beautiful ladies like they're the, they're the ones that chase after him and he's mm-hmm. like oh whatever and yeah and, and the fact that he's so dismissive of his smoking hot wife uh yes ava um ryan gosling ava Mendy. yeah the there's two there's two things that i pull from that so kind of like you and your moving motion picture um screen snippet it's called a graphical interchange format yeah that um nerd (laughs) uh, the um gata the gata line uh gata needs his gat back um what what there's 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 a line oh. in there and i'm trying to think of it that i say like that someone says it and i always I immediately add gator to it in my head and most often say it out loud um gators bitches better be using jimmy's, jimmy's. <laughs> yes um that is probably that little switch for will ferrell's character to the gator stuff it just cracks me up every time but i think more importantly that movie showcases how funny Mark Wahlberg could be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he is able to be as funny as he is. And you understand how funny Mark Wahlberg can be because of Will Ferrell. Like it just works for whatever, whatever crazy ass reason those two work. Okay. Well, and that, that makes me think, Oh, okay. Actors who have no business being as funny as they are, John Hamm in 30 Rock is hilarious. Yes. Handsome McGee Thor, Chris Hemsworth, no reason being as funny as he is. It's it's truly unfair. You can't be handsome and funny. Like, come on. Like, pick come one. On, God. Like, stay in your uh, lane, Chris. And come you on. gave him an Australian accent? You piece of I love you, God. <laughs> Chris Pine, also funny. Very funny. But not so, so much in 84, but funny. Well, Justin as funny Timberlake. as anyone could be in that movie. That movie was just a fever dream. I still loved it and respect it. But still a fever dream. But okay, so here's my question. Is being funny super easy and you just have to be written well? Or it? Or do we just have this amazing... Are we in this amazing time period of very handsome, very funny actors? That's a good philosophical question. Chicken or egg? I mean, I... So I think to get into the Greek, okay, get into the Greek with Russell Brand and Jonah Hill and P. Diddy is by far the standout comedic, like out of nowhere, hilarious in that movie. And like, I I didn't see it. I didn't see him having that in him, but Mm -hmm. he is absolutely hysterical in that movie. And that was, I think that was one of the first times I was like, he has no business being funny, but he is hilarious. Um, Partly though, don't you think that Diddy's comedy comes from the fact that he wasn't in any way acting? They just said, hey, what would you say during a normal business meeting? And then they just recorded him and it was just utter nonsense. I I 100% would believe that that was the case. (laughs) Right. But I mean, you've got, and then you've got stuff like, Dave Bautista, who super funny, super he's funny, new, but actually new, a talented actor out of nowhere. Like my new well, favorite bald role model. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jack John Cena. Funny. 
John Cena's super funny. He was in uh, what was it? What was that? Suicide Squad. Well, he was hilarious. This beach was covered squad. in dicks, and um, freedom <laughs> depended on my eating them. I would eat them with gusto or whatever he said. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> but he was even in um, what was it like the bridesmaids or whatever uh, he was it was an amy schumer movie train wreck oh yeah oh wait was that the one that um lebron was into correct lebron was really funny in that actually mm. stood out to me and so that kind I of leads me to believe it's it's writing like a lot of it is writing and then but it's also like the bravery of some of these actors or not even really actors like in the case of p diddy like he's not really an actor and john cena at that time wasn't really an actor now he is and kind of bautista but just like we wrote something for you just go for it and it we promise it'll be funny or it won't but it usually is pretty fucking funny and i think it does help that most of the time you're writing comedy for these actors that are not traditionally comedians it's that they're playing the very very straight character against an absurd background and i think that chris hemsworth may may be the exception to that because a lot of his humor comes from his kind of facial expressions and time well not timing necessarily because you can write for that but Mm -hmm. just uh kind of the it's more nuanced for him whereas bautista is just being very straight while surrounded by a raccoon and a tree and just a generally funny uh uh, Chris but it, yeah his funny his funny but, delivery but then we've but, seen more of him after that that he mm-hmm. does have some chops and like serious acting and things like that so later on 2049 hilarious in that movie yep but with bautista the uh the whole scene where it's like the 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 where's gamora who is gamora the why is gamora that was him that was ad lib that was not written into the script so you know so say the marvel overlords but who knows yeah, I like, I, to believe, I, I like to believe it. Like, I, I mean, I would love to believe it. It came out, it came out somewhere else. It wasn't, it wasn't. I think it was all, ad, I think none of it was ad libbed. I think it was all like manufactured from 10,000 feet in the air. Yeah. But that's fine. I'll believe it. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. It's a good story. No, other guys, good, good choice. A little bit different. Um, Cause I was expecting one of you guys to give me like a stepbrothers. Nah, or I think ever like that. you know that's the obvious choice, right? And yeah. I, I'd probably say that is my favorite, but I, let's let's be different. Let's not pick that. My favorite and legitimately my favorite, and not not trying. I think we to have take... the same the, the same favorite, Trey. Go for it. Say it at the same. Okay, I'm going to do a countdown. Say it at the same time. Now, hold and on. and say it on zero, not on one. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Now that I think about it's gonna it, it's going to end so poorly. So, so three, two, one, three, zero. And yeah, say three, two, it. one. As I say zero, y'all say it. Or wait, three, two, three, one. Two, then one, you say. And then we say. It. Okay. Okay. Yes. Ready? Are we going to edit this out, or is this is this process? This is process. This is in? the process of creating a, a podcast. This is what happens. I don't. I don't Ready? know because I don't listen to these episodes after the fact. Ready? Yep. Okay. Three, three, two. No, you don't do the countdown. I do the countdown. <laughs> God damn it! Three, two, one. Stranger Elf. fiction. Oh, ah, you do suck. And I knew I had a feeling you were going to say stranger than fiction as I thought about it, just because it's um, I we've discussed this before. I think even offline or online, I can't remember. Did we yeah. discuss this in the last episode? No, no, was it? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Stranger than fiction. 
is my favorite Will Ferrell movie. And it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's but that's because you're a fucking book nerd. So it's like, it's, it's like playing straight into you. Into it your totally stuff. is. Little did he know. Little did he little know. Little did he know. I wrote a whole paper on little did he know. Yeah. I told, I told a whole, I taught a whole course on little did he know. Oh, that's what it was. And I mean, Dustin Hoffman is your, your literary tie into that world, into that movie. And it's perfect. Um, and it has um, Brian's favorite Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, he is super, super attracted to her. No. Okay. You're, you're making fun, but quite, quite honestly, that is, I think, the perfect deployment of Maggie Gyllenhaal as a romantic lead because I think she's greatly suited to being opposite Will Ferrell. So what yeah. you're saying is the five is okay being in the same room as the six and a half. Two fives make a ten. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, Maggie Gyllenhaal is pretty good in that movie. Um, it just, it's so good. And it has like poetic justice. It's so good. Such a good movie. It's funny, quirky. Um, perfect, perfect, perfect word for that quirky. And it's not, it's, it's not the over the top comedy that like is associated with Will Ferrell a lot, you know, and, and even this is going back way back to his like SNL days, which again, SNL is over the top comedy. That's what it is. That's what it's designed for. Um, but, you know, I mean, around that time, you've got things like Talladega Nights and you've got uh, Blades of Glory, um, which is actually a pretty funny movie, but it's not worth more it, than it, one watch. It's it did not do well, I don't think. Yeah, it, it didn't. And it surprised me. I was like, this is like classic uh, feral stuff. I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. But they were just trying to ride, you know, ride in the Napoleon Dynamite name. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever his name is. That was that Jenna Fisher. Uh, Blades, uh, Blades of, of Glory. No, I think it was Isla Fisher. I don't remember to be honest. Who is the Who is the sister of the brother sister team? It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Amy Poehler, I guess. It has been a while. Who? Yeah, Amy Poehler. Um, question: Stranger Than Fiction is structurally a comedy insofar as it's boy meets girl. Mm-hmm. Is it a comedy movie though or is it more of a drama Ooh, is it a dramedy a drama tragedy drum drum no it's a comedy by i mean by definition because everyone survives well for sure well it, it ends with a union of two people but i guess my question is do, is it primarily a funny movie because i don't think there's a lot of humor in the movie necessarily even though it, it has the uplifting arc yeah it's funny to me and i don't and i don't know if everybody comes away from that movie watching that movie being like oh that was a funny movie but there's there's funny parts and i too so just really any so anything and i'm I'm drawing a blank on her emma emma thompson yeah um Anything that Emma Thompson says to the assistant, which is Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. um, is funny, but it's it's morbidly, it's dark 
it's like it's a dark funny you know like all the death all the imagined yes. death scenes sure. yes where she's you know they're they're in the, they're in the morgue and she walks up to like one of the nurses and says these people are not dying i need to see your dead people or your dying people like your your ward you know where the people these the people are absolutely gonna die i need to be there and like just the look and like it's it's that it's kind of that it's not psychosis but it's just that one-minded like obsession with her trying to finish this book that's funny to me because it's just the way that she's deadpan like i need to get into that room you know or whatever or she's sitting in in the rain smoking a cigarette and watching cars drive by a bridge and she's imagining like driving off the bridge over and over again Mm -hmm. like that's funny to me no you've satisfied my want for for laughter from that movie yeah like it's not laughter it's like a chuckle yeah and like it's a feel-good chuckle because it's like this is it it's it's humor in the absurd Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i like about it and it's such a departure from you know anything that at that point in time and i don't know if any he's done anything similar to this since then but for will ferrell and that's why and it and it works with him and that's what's crazy is it's like he he plays this very uh, you know, even keeled character throughout the whole thing. But you see those glimpses of like that crazy, the loud getting loud where he's like screaming and talking mm-hmm. to his toothbrush and stuff like that. And you hear like the, the Will Ferrell from like old school mm-hmm. where he's, you know, Frank the tank and he's like screaming and like yelling down the street and stuff like that. Like you, you see those glimpses, but the character in itself is, is, is such a departure from the rest of his stuff. And I just, like I said, I just love that movie. It's, right up my alley so that's my favorite touche i think he did do another one similar similar vibes called everything must go and i watched it because it was a will ferrell movie and i was eh. he's just like an on a, it's like will ferrell meets castaway except it's it's a lawn and so i don't know it was all right it was all right So fun fact, the I'm looking at a list here. The list. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> one and two are going to be Anchorman and Step Brothers. And I was like, oh, no, no one picked Anchorman. But to me, honestly, I like Anchorman. But I think it's it's more hype than than it is actually good. Like personally, I think Step Brothers should be higher on this list. But so I think one of the one. things that like can be done with pretty much any Will Ferrell movie is is the one-liners and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then continue it like i feel like that is what makes so many of the movies that we've talked about and so many more that we haven't even mentioned yet that keep him so relevant even today you know 15 years later we're still saying things about ricky bobby right Mm -hmm. like and in everyday conversation you know somebody quotes something from that movie or from the other guys like still quoting those things and hell even from his snl days you know like the more cowbell shit like people still say that mm-hmm. 30 years later or i guess getting close to 30 years later still say that kind of shit so that that's you know anchorman is you know i'm in a glass case of emotion nope 
Milk was a bad Milk choice. Milk was a bad choice. So damn hot. You eat a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. That's impressive. <laughs> you know uh, I don't speak Spanish, Baxter. Yeah. Like, how long has it been since you've seen that movie? Yeah, and those lines, those lines still stuck in my again. Yeah. Physics, chemistry, nah, nah. One quotes from <laughs> thumbs up. Way to go, brain. Fucking yeah. Well, those things probably got you jobs, and physics didn't get you shit. That's true. true. Doesn't Physi- exist. physics is only helpful if you're like web slinging or you need to figure out how pendulums work. Pendulai pendulumses. More than one pendulum. Yes. Well, let's cap this off, guys. I'm going to tell y'all mine. Obviously, I already said it earlier. It's Elf. Is uh, That's my favorite uh, Will Ferrell movie. He's he's ridiculous in it. It's a Christmas movie. Kids can watch it. It's pretty clean. There is no... There may be a bad word in it, but I can't even think of it off the top of my head. It's got... Uh, what's her name? Uh, from... Zoe Deschanel is a blonde. Zoe Deschanel. Is she blonde in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. I just I, know. I, yes. I picture I picture her as a brunette all the time, right? Like I know. Who's that amazing. girl? Who's it's that just, girl? It's exactly. Just. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Abruptly kind of ends in that last season, but they landed it. They they stuck they, the landing. They did. I, I wasn't mad at it. I was like, okay. I was like, I felt like there should have been two more seasons, but anyways. Um Game of Thrones, you should have paid attention. Hilarious movie. Lots of one-liners, just some ridiculous stuff. Like one of the scenes that pops in my head right now is the scene where he's like, oh, I'll cook for everybody. Don't worry. And he makes pasta and then he makes breakfast for everybody and it's just leftover pasta. And he's like, oh, I need sugar. And he like finds every single sugar thing in the house, dumps it on there, gets uh, Pop-Tarts, crumbles them up and puts it on top. And he actually takes a bite and like it's a real bite of that shit and he's like like just so happy and satisfied that he's eating all this fucking sugar fucking pasta and to me that's just so funny it's it's a classic movie and it's that's a staple christmas movie like christmas time comes on i guarantee elf is on christmas mm-hmm. like christmas time i guarantee you're gonna watch it should we do a christmas episode no let's move on no tangents let's go we can but in the future good idea it's september we got some time exactly. people are already putting decorations up man halloween decorations yeah who skips That's halloween not, I, I just thought they were nightmare before christmas decorations uh, it's double duty man double yeah, duty you just leave them up you put them up october one leave them up till january one done easy genius it's genius the inflatable ones mm-hmm. kill your grass wait do they really Yes. Oh, just take away the sun from them for too long. It's like when you park a car on your grass. Well, boys, any uh, any final thoughts on Will Ferrell movies here before we give our uh, recommendations on anything that we are watching currently that uh, that you would recommend to the people out in the world listening to us? Mm, Basically, I just think we need more cowbell. More cowbell. Actually, yeah, that that would be a recommendation. Is if you've never, if you've never seen it, and I know that you can find it now, is some of the classic SNL episodes with 
Will Ferrell in the heyday back then. Those are some good, some good skits. Um, not not the best era of SNL, but uh, still some good stuff back there, back in back in that day. Brian, what would you recommend to the people that something that you're currently watching, reading, or playing? I'm going through the Lord of the Rings extended editions, and my God, it's like watching an entire mini series because I think collectively it's probably 12 hours, maybe longer. It's really just kind of nice to go back to that world and not have to worry about the train wreck clown car explosion that is the hobbit it's really nice it's it reminds me of being a much younger man and i've really enjoyed it and again they they still hold up there are a couple of scenes where you go okay well that's that's where the you know shark looks fake right but um watching lord of the rings again has been has been really fantastic and it's it's also beautifully shot like Really good scenic, uh, scenic cinematography. Good, good scenes in that movie. Yeah, I would it, like to go to New Zealand and go see like Hobbiton, mm-hmm. and like because I think the sets are still there for some of the stuff, and that would be pretty dope. The Shire. Yeah. yeah, there, there was a. I haven't seen it since a friend had mentioned to me. Oh, I don't like that movie. Those movies because it's basically just watching men walking around, you know, through the wilderness, fifty percent of the time. And I, I, I watched it with that comment in the back of my head. And I was like, you know, there's something really delightful just about watching the, the steady progress of their journey and, and taking on all the scenery and just kind of getting lost in that world, even if some of it does pad out the runtime or whatever you want to call that, that it's still just a delight to watch. And it also is is one of those unambiguously good versus evil movies. And there's, there's just a a certain pleasure to that, um, that digestibility. Whereas, you know, I don't have to think about, okay, well, you know, like is Tywin Lannister a good guy or a bad guy? You know, I know he betrayed the Starks, but he's charming, blah, blah, blah. Like I just, the, the story is, it's been nice to go back to. So that's been my, that's my recommendation. Go back and watch the Lord of the Rings movies, guys. I like it. I like it. But only the extended cuts, because you gotta really commit. <laughs> now, I, now, I, I think this, this is my one and done for the extended versions. Yeah, I am going to. I just finished watching uh, some anime completely off, off base here. I watched uh, the fifth season of My Hero Academia, and I am so pumped for this next season. Like that, this season was basically a build up. It was like power ups, and a build up to season six which is looking like it's going to be epic just some of the stuff they're saying they're like this was the last time that uh that we would be together and i didn't realize it and had i known then like i was like excuse me i was like what's gonna happen so pretty excited mm-hmm. for that um they renewed for season six or it's already in production i think and um the post credit scene like of season five that last episode basically is gearing up towards uh towards war so pretty uh pretty sick stuff so highly recommend that that would be my my suggestion for folks cool i um i just recently watched a show uh from the bbc 
um, that is on HBO Max right now called Ghosts. Um, charming little show, pretty funny. Uh, it's about a uh, married couple that inherit a an old mansion, like an estate from like a aunt or something that she had never met before. And the mansion, the estate is haunted by ghosts and the ghosts are, it's a comedy. The ghosts are very funny. Um, they range from like a caveman all the way up until like a 1990s, uh, politician and then kind of everywhere in between very British. So, you know, a lot of Victorian stuff, a lot of, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. And the, uh the basic premise is that she has a near-death experience in the house so she's the only one that can see the ghosts and they can communicate with her and no one else can see them so it's just like the hijinks that come from that and it's like three seasons um pretty short seasons i think like less than probably 10 episodes per season uh you know there were 25 minute episodes so about eight and a half hour episodes um very funny nice little palate cleanser if you're in between something heavy um shouldn't take you too long to get through i probably got through it in a couple weeks uh, of watching just a couple episodes here and there it's bbc so it's clean um you know it's like a network thing so if you've got kids or whatever uh, the kids actually liked it they kept asking i want to see the ghosts i want to see the ghosts because the costumes and everything they thought it was pretty funny mm. and um so yeah but well written um and just a just a really cool kind of cast of characters and it's such a it's such a large cast for such a very small setting because it's all takes place within like the house and the grounds and it's, but it's like a huge cast because there's so many ghosts in the house. But so pretty good ghosts from BBC. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. That looks really cool. Well, there you have it folks. That is our recommendations on what, what, what we're watching and what you should be watching. So, as always, please head over to Apple Podcast, drop that five star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. That is going to wrap us up, guys. Thank you for this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Catchphrase. Bye. What's uh? What's our what's our catchphrase now? Keep it nostalgic. No, that's terrible. Bye. I feel like everything that uh, any catchphrase that I've ever said, you're like, no, that's terrible. It I is. Think that's that's your catchphrase. That's why you have to do a different one every time. And then that's the catchphrase. It's that catchphrase is insert catchphrase here. And it's the Lisoblarisian and insert catchphrase here, I guess. Insert catchphrase no, here. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. That's there well, you go. Hopefully we remember that every time. Our t-shirt will just say Nerd Nostalgia Pocket. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much. We'll catchphrase you on the next one. That's terrible. <laughs> God damn it, Trey. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye. <laughs>